Yes, sir, that's my baby now. Oh, father. Rickety-ting, rickety-ting, rickety-ting. See, it's going to be a very difficult week. It's going to be a very difficult week. My balalaika is out of tune. You know that it is harder to tune a balalaika than a pair of B-flat C melody dentures. Hello, 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 my bunny lies over the ocean. Boing, boing. Hello, testing. Hello. There we go. My body lies over the sea. It's going to be one of them nights. Might as well just get yourself set to it. It's going to be a very profound night. We are delving into the innermost psyche of the 20th century man, of which we all are. Bad feet, bad knees and all. Hello, testing. Hello, hello, hello. Ow, 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 that's CQ there for any of you out there who are bad on your seat. I got a very bad chirp here. Hello, test. Oh, I'm the sheik, a bear, a bee. Your love belongs to me. That night when you're asleep, ho, oh, oh, into your tent, I'll creep, 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 creep. The stars that shine above. We light our way to love, baby. Ho, ho, ho. I'll come rule this land with me. I'm the sheik of. I'm the sheik of. I'm the sheik of Arabi. I'm the sheik. That's sheik, 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 sheik of Arabi. Oh, your love, your love belongs to me. <laughs> Let me get down with the serious things here now. We'll start delving into the innermost psyche. Let's see, what's the first thing? Yes, I'm going to support unqualifiedly the red cabbage drive. Which has just been... <laughs> Come on, you gam. Very serious, you know. I'm, when I demonstrate, I'm going to demonstrate for something that makes it. Red cabbage. Uh, I'm also... I'd like to I'd like to know whether... If, uh, if there are any other... Uh, are, are there any other kohlrabi addicts out there? Kohlrabi, I'm serious. Of course, uh, the kohlrabi became extinct about seven to eight years ago. The last kohlrabi plant was found growing in northern... Ohio, and they tried to keep it alive for a while, and uh, it passed away in the summer of 54. What was that? 
No, 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 no. Kale, no. That's that's money. That's what we make here at WOR. Of course, the distribution, as Mr. Leader pointed out today at the meeting, is not very equitable. However, <laughs> he says, we've got it. We keep it in big bags here. And he says, the right people get it. Not always, he said, but the guys who do get it know how to use it better than those guys who don't get it, who perhaps deserve it more, but wouldn't know what to do with it if they got it anyway. And if they got it, it would spoil them rotten, and they wouldn't do it right anyway. All together. Them as gets, gets. Them as got it, always gets. And once more. And more and more. Oh, they want all they can lay their hands on. Those great big money goes. Hold it there, Gabe. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. A little excitement here tonight. Well, looks like the word is getting out now that we're going to be at Rutgers this week, and already the troops are angry, and the demonstrators are making up their signs. I tell you what, I hope to be met when I show up at Rutgers this week. When is it, Friday or Thursday? Friday? We're going to be at the ledge Friday, and I hope to be met by 17,000 demonstrators holding great big signs with just an enormous anguish, ang- anguish question mark. Also, one big sign that says, Shame! Hey, you know, I'll tell you. Hey, cut it out, gang. Crowd. You know, that reminds me of... uh, There used to be, when I I was this kid, and I had this, this, uh, this mother who used to listen to the radio... And there was a guy, I don't know, I don't know anything, you know, I, don't, I have no idea who he was or anything. But there was a guy who used to come on the radio, and there was somebody play. either he played the piano, or somebody played the piano, or he played the ukulele, and somebody else played it. But he used to sing something like this, Oh, I'm the sheik, a sheik of Araby. Your love belongs to me. At night when you're asleep, <laughs> into your tent I'll creep, creep, creep. The stars that shine above will light our way to love. Oh, come rule this land with me. I'm the sheik, the sheik of Araby. Uh, was there any such singer ever like that? Yeah, he used to... He used to and then he'd make funny things with his mouth. He would go... That's what he would do. Now it's coming. Yeah, it's... Yeah, he, now, now keep it real down quiet. Real quiet. See, he's going like this. Hello there, everybody. <laughs> I'm the sheik. The sheik of Araby. Oh, is everybody happy? Your love belongs to me. Oh, at night when you're asleep, baby... Into your tent I'll creep, creep, creep Oh, the stars that shine above Will light our way to love Love, love, love Come rule, come rule this land with me I'm the sheik, the sheik of Araby And then he'd go Yes, I'm the Sheik of Araby. Your love, your love belongs to me. I'm the Sheik, the stars that shine above. Yes, we'll light, we'll light our way to love, love, love. Come rule. Come rule this land with me. Ah, I'm the sheiky, 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 sheiky of Araby. I'm the sheik. I'm the sheik of Araby. 
Oh, your love belongs to me. At night when you're asleep, baby. Oh, into your tent I'll creep. Ba, 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 ba. Shine above those stars. They'll light our way to love. <laughs> oh, come rule this land with me. I'm the sheik. I'm the sheik of Araby. I'm the sheik, the sheiky sheik, oh the sheik, oh that old sheik of Araby, I'm the sheiky sheiky sheik of Araby. Pow! <laughs> now who was that? I don't know. My mother used to stand there next to that radio, and I'll tell you, you couldn't you couldn't get a dish of red cabbage for nothing till that guy was gone. She'd let the hamburgers burn right on the stove there. And this guy is singing things like, Oh, sometimes I'm happy. Sometimes I'm blue. Sometimes I'm crying. Oh, all over you. Pa, 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 pee, pee, da, 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 da. That kind of jazz, you know? Well, now while we're on the subject of, uh, since it is Monday night, and uh, it is a Monday night. I, I don't know why it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a singularly quiet Monday night. And yet, the air is full of portents. Evil and otherwise. Evil, and bubble. What evil I see. Yes, toil and trouble, boil and bubble. Oh, evil portent. Sucking evil potion of the vile hinges of Hades. Hello, test. Another flat for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, boy, you know that reminds me. You know, I don't know. This is something probably girls don't understand. Maybe they do. I don't know. But they, don't, they can't understand it from the male point of view, Tony. And that is the thing. When you were about, oh, probably about 15 years old, you know, and you're taking this chick out, and you are trying to get up the guts to put your arm around her, either in the, in the movies or on a swing or in the front seat of a car when you're driving, you know, you, you, and then you pull it back. <coughs> and she says, what's the matter? He said, well, I have this uh, coat. has got a thing up here on the, uh, you know, it's uh, sticking me up there at the top. A crummy thing, a horse hair, and you pull it out, and then you sit there for a while, and then your arm begins to slowly... <laughs> well, I'll tell you what happened one time. I, I, it must have taken me about three weeks to get this girl from riding on the running board into the car. You see? <laughs> I'm sorry, Tony. <laughs> That's the truth. I, she came from a very scared family, you know, the kind that wore very tight hair curlers all the time. And they wore hair nets on their head, you know, the kind that, that grandmothers wear in the morning with the boudoir stuff. And, and, and yeah, she wore bathrobes and all that. And I used to remember, I, it was very different. She was a very nervous girl in a very nervous family. And so the first time I took her out, I had borrowed the car, and this, she insisted on riding on the running board. She said, I just like it out here. You know, the wind blowing through her curlers. <laughs> sitting in there. Well, well, it took me about three weeks to get her inside the car. And then, gradually, I began to work my... Either way, you know, it was very difficult. I decided to meet her halfway. Have you ever driven a car from the middle of the front seat? 
<laughs> you know, you know, you got your arms over here like this, and she's crowded up against the door, and you're encouraging her, you see. You're sitting there sort of sideways with your foot over there on the clutch trying to make it go. Well, finally, I got her worked almost over to the center of the front seat, you see. And, and it was everything was going great. You know, just everything. I could just slowly working it like you're trolling for some giant bass in the weeds, and you finally got the bass interested, and he's beginning to look at the plug. You know, you've been working on it for a month. Well, this chick is finally moving over, and we came out of the Orpheum Theater, and I got got the old man's Pontiac. It was a great big Pontiac H with a trunk on the back, you know, with a big Indian on the front there. I used to love to polish that Indian, you know, on the front there. Well, well, he had this Indian and everything. He's on up driving the Pontiac, and oh boy, it was magnificent that night, all polished black. It was a big Pontiac eight. And I've got her now moved almost to the center of the seat. And we left the Orpheum Theater, came out of the parking lot, and we're whipping along the country lane, you know, with the trees going, and my arm is slowly going up like that. And by George, she begins to slowly move over towards me, and she is now in the crook of my arm, and I'm breaking out in a fantastic sweat, you know. Oh, boy. And she's coming over, and she just sort of eases over there, and the next thing I know, you know, her knee touches my knee, and just as we make contact, the left back tire... Oh, my God, a flat. What a time to get a flat. Oh, oh, what a time. And I get out of the car, you know, and I got my, my, my electric blue sport coat, the one that comes down around the knees, you know, and it's got the 17-foot shoulder padding on it. And I get out there, and I start changing the tire. And in the interim, between the time I took that spare tire out, which did not have air in it, by the way, I rolled it 14 miles down to the Esso station and back, you know, back all the way, sweating everything all the way up. My coat is purple now instead of blue. And I get back, and I put the tire on, and in that interim, she had seen the light. She had seen she was wrong from the very beginning. So we got in the car, and I turned the key on. Blah, 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 and now we're ready to go. She is back out on that rotten running board. And the wind is blowing through her curlers. All together, gang. Oh, boy. Boy, hello, hello. Oh, stop. Oh. Oh, yeah. Talk about disappointing. Oh, this is W-O-R-A-M, and it just, just follows. W-O-R, and I came into this station 17 million years ago. Seven, oh, back in the Paleolithic days, Tony. You remember? With my head high. Remember those days? My eyes shining brightly. Ho-ho, my head in the clouds. Gonna march forward, forward. Ever upward, ever onward. Going forward. I came into the station looking into the clouds. And look at it now. Ho-ho-ho. This is W-O-R, AM and FM, New York. Yes, your human geranium patch. Your human compost heap. We'll be here until... We'll be here until... <laughs> <laughs> Till they finally have the thing there, you know, upstairs. When they when the meeting finally comes to its conclusion, you know. Speaking of the of the, uh, since we are here tonight, it, it's funny nobody noticed, remembered that, did they? The name of that singer, huh? What does that mean with the hands up? Ah, uh, I bet none of you know the name of that Indian that's on the front of the Pontiac. No, 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 don't call. No, I don't want you to call. I didn't say that. That's a rhetorical question. Yeah, that's right. That's the obvious. New <laughs> Chief Pontiac. <answer. laughs> all right, all right. Uh, what, what, you want the telephone? All right, all right. What, what is it? What is it? Quick, 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 quick. Yeah, well, yeah, well, it was about 15. I uh, see. The, the memory is imperfect, all of you people, as you know. 
And uh, thank God it is. Boy, we'd be in trouble if we always really remembered. Believe me, there'd be more fistfights every hour on the hour if all of us had perfect memories. Boy, let me tell you. But uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I don't know. There were there were about twenty five different guys who who said uh, little Jack, little smiling Jack Smith, uh, guys like ukulele Ike, and all those all those faded names of ten million years ago. Well, I I don't remember any of those guys. All I know is that I just heard the names, you know, and I and I remember this coming out of oh the Sheik, the Sheik of Araby. Oh, <laughs> when you're asleep, oh baby, into your tent. I'll creep, creep. Sir, the stars that shine above will light our way to love. Oh, come rule this land, this land with me. I'm the sheik, the sheik of Araby. See how little you could get by on in them days? Well, look at me for crying out loud. Here we are. But uh, that's that's neither here nor there. Things things are, are looking up one way or the other. Uh, for example, for those of you who think that there is no real progress in this life, I would like to point out that opening my mail this morning brought about... Of course, Monday's always great because you always suspect that the week is going to work out. You know, it's going to be better. You start the... You know, it's going to work a lot. You always have the little vague foreboding that it's not only... It's going to be worse than last week. And we're always torn between that. We're torn between trying to recapture the past and trying to march bravely beautifully clear-eyed into the future. We, we, we're torn continually between that. And I'll bet, I'll bet you 10 to 1, you're going to see this syndrome out at the New York World's Fair exemplified in spades. Believe me, they will have a giant chrome stainless steel building housing rocking chairs from the mid-19th century. They will. I can just guarantee you this. And, and uh, I don't know whether anybody of you saw the pictures of, of some of the art that they've already brought in. Did you see? Oh, boy. Oh, art, art. Oh, oh boy, that made me worry right away when I saw some. <laughs> you mean the one about, about, uh, about the achievements of Moses? That's a terrible picture. Yeah, well, I just thought uh, you ought to know, though, that things are looking up. Uh, that it, it is it's very good. I received in the mail today... A significant announcement, Walt, for those of you who are part of this 20th century world. All set, man? Significant announcement. I wish I had some significant announcement music. Uh, I can do it. That's no, all right. I can do it on my guitar here. Doing, 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 da, 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 da. Doing, 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 da, 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 From IBM. Punch cards get new look. Most significant style change in 73 years. Da 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 Doing, doing, doing. Da 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 da. White Plains, New York, November 4th. The 73 year old punched card, foundation of the country's automated record keeping, is getting a new look. IBM announced today that the rectangular general purpose punch cards will now be available with round corners as well as the beloved traditional square corners. Beloved square corners. Oh, I'm the sheik. Oh, Araby, my God, I'm the sheik. Hold it there. Yeah, so things are looking up. I got my Monday off to a good springy start. I've been getting tired of those old square-cornered IBM cards. And I imagine the next ones will come out, about 2278, will come out with, with a kind of a little petty point fringe on them. And, you know, get a little, add a little cocoa there. I'm the sheik, baby. Well, 
things all the way up and down the line. I, I notice, uh, uh, for those of you who are wondering whether or not, you know, a lot of you people, you know, it's, it's hard. I know it's hard to be a born Yahoo. It's very difficult to be a born slob. And I'm sure that many of us have been wading knee-deep in our own slobism ever since we were born. In the in the terrible, you know, <laughs> in the you know it really is it really is terrible. It's, it's, it's it, life is like this this fantastic onion that has all these layers, and just about the time you figure you have discovered, uh, you know, you're finally out of the key, you get a glimpse that somebody else has peeled his onion one layer lower, and not only peeled it, he has discovered another fantastic truth. So be careful, you see. So uh, those of you who have not even started to peel the onion, the slobs of the world, the yahoos, isn't that a great word, by the way, yahoo? That's Jonathan Swift. And, uh, yes, this, uh, he had these two peoples, the yahoos and the weenanims. And, uh, well, both types are around, you know, everywhere you look. The yahoos are running against the weenanims in every election. And the weenanims are voting for the yahoos, and the yahoos are voting for the weenanims. And, uh... Hello, testing. Hello, hello. Now, uh, as I as I say this afternoon, there the mail was good, and we have brought you as harbingers of good greetings and good tidings this week. We're getting we're you see we're preparing for the Christmas season. There's uh, thirty more Christmas shopping days, as John Gambling so succinctly and with great insight put it this morning. John was very good on the time this morning too. He's very good on that, and uh, yes. John is the only guy I know. Of course, there's several guys here. Uh, Ed, uh, uh, Al, uh, it's funny, uh, Al McCann is the only one who does a Byzantine station break on WOI. It comes out, well, it's really earlier than, it's, it's more, uh, oh, my dear, I'd say it's more gothic. He, he comes out with a gothic station break that walks out there and stands in the middle of your living room, roughly the way that Crosley, that, that Crosley gothic neo-Renaissance Notre Dame model used to come out. That was a big upright radio, you know, with the, with the airplane dial in the middle of the Notre Dame Cathedral speaker thing, you know, the whole thing. It's very good. He's got that... Uh, it's uh, time to uh, make a station break. This is WOR, your RKO General Station, your family station in New York. And now uh, back to the specials at Bohax, the frozen asparagus. It's uh, very exciting, right? You know, you can just sit there, and just, it, it tingles, it goes up and down and gets your knees all warm and gluey. And you listen to it, it really does. It comes out and touches you right where you live. Of course, the thing is that most of us live where we never want to admit where we live. And uh, <laughs> it's very hard to bring about to believe there. Oh, oh yes, oh, excuse me, I forgot to bring you the good tidings that... Uh, at UCLA, and as you know, the West Coast has always led in cultural achievements in the last uh, 50 years in one kind or another. I mean, it brought to us uh, such giant intellects as Stanley Kramer, Tony Curtis, Doris Day. It's all kinds of big people there have been molding our culture like the silly putty that they made it into. But uh, Hollywood's got all kinds of things, and among other things, it has UCLA. And out there at UCLA, the University of California at Los Angeles, they have now a new course called Sensitivity Training. Hello, we now take you to the Sensitivity Training section of UCLA, where a Sensitivity Training course is now in auction. Bring it in, please. 
ladies and gentlemen, we're speaking to you now directly from the floor of the sensitivity training session now on, on, uh, in full swing here at UCLA. I'm speaking to you very quietly because the people are exceedingly sensitive who are now working in this training section. Now, they are seated in a circle with 17, 22 students now, all working on a sensitivity problem. Uh, they are waiting to see who has the first uh, trauma while we watch, and we are waiting for the first nervous break on the way. A young man is now beginning to, he's standing up now, a young man with high cheekbones. Ah! Beautifully, beautifully done. He's falling on the floor now. They're all standing over him. A magnificent example of sensitivity in action. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we return you to our studios in WOR in New York City. We return you from the campus of UCLA, the University of California at Los Angeles. The sensitivity training session is now in action. Uh, take it away, uh, WOR. Whew, that was exciting. Boy, oh boy, you know, that's a three-credit hour session, too. Yes, it's a... Uh, it's an elective. It's, uh, it's in the bits of phys ed department there. Oh, I'm the cheek of Araby. Yes, they have a sensitivity training section there. And uh, they have other things there, I'm sure, that, that eventually there will, be, uh, there will be the broad outlook training section where it uh, broadens your outlook. and give you... There will be also, I'm sure, insight courses. They'll have that little one going there. Uh, students, today, as we're taking up the preliminary course in Insight, we would like to refer you to the reading list, which is tacked up on the rear of the platform there. They, as, as you leave the classroom, you'll see it over there on the bulletin board. Uh, the, the ones that are starred are the required reading texts for Insight. Now, those of you, uh, as we're opening the course, we'd like to tell you that those of you that passed this successfully with better than a 95 average, uh, you will be allowed to get into the sensitivity courses, which sensitivity 1 and 2 and sensitivity 3A, which is for the graduate level of sensitive people. Uh, however, you must have the prerequisite of... Uh, the basic broad outlook training, which uh, all of you have, or you wouldn't be here today. Now, we're going to run over a few basic principles this afternoon in our first course. Now, for those of you who are looking for insight, we... Hello there, testing. Oh, I'm the Sheik of Araby. <laughs> hey, cut it out there. I got hung up there. Another one of those rotten flats. Just when I was getting to it. Now oh, I'm the Sheik of Araby. Oh yes, yes. Another, another a bit of uh, another bit of information for those of you who think that uh, you know you're just sort of flubbing around. Uh, do you know that uh, you can now buy Queegies? Well, you remember Captain Queeg? You know those those uh, yeah those little ball bearings that he had. They're now called Queegies. You can get a set of Queegies and make a wonderful Christmas gift. And for those of you who are who are looking for a, a really interesting Christmas gift, we would like to suggest Queegies. Uh, develop a nervous habit, get rid of an old one, or just raise cane. Be mutinous with Queegies. Queegies are authentic solid chrome steel replicas of those used by Captain Queeg himself. Better than doodling, pencil biting, ring twisting, nail biting, or finger drumming. Queegling Queegies is therapeutic fun. Oh, it's so interesting. Be the first neurotic in your crowd to order a set. 
Quiggies in their plastic zipper-carrying case, which is beautifully done, and it's a beautiful little soft suede leather-carrying case with your initials are only $1. Gold-plated Quiggies in black suede are just $2.50. Just thought you ought to know this. Good things in the wind. Oh, speaking of good things in the wind, uh, do you remember a, a couple of uh, semesters back, we, we, we did a thing about a story about the phantom, the phantom ice skater of Saginaw, Michigan? Remember that? The phantom skater? Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's all kinds of things. You know, the, the belief in magic... And this, the, the, the sinister. Now, I'm not talking about the occult. I'm not talking about the people who read the palms and all that jazz. This is not Long Johnville. I'm talking about something entirely different, that, that, the, that the strange belief in ritual of one kind or another that mankind has always carried with them is always laced with that one word or that one phrase, you never can tell. You know, everybody gets a little bit nervous. No matter what it is, you know, they could be they could be the hippest people in the world. And they can they can they can stand around there and they look up at this giant cathedral and somehow makes them a little nervous. They don't quite know why, or or they'll they'll you know they're the the business with the cats and all that stuff. Well, one time I was in a play, and uh, I was playing Mephistopheles, and uh, it was it was in a modern version, and it was a, a fascinating play. Really, I mean, there was a lot of there was a lot of things wrong with it, but it was one of the wildest, one of the most interesting things I've ever read, I've never been in. And it was a rewrite of Faust in modern terms. But very funny, a lot of strange, interesting attitudes and so on in it. And I, I'm playing the devil, you see. And one night, after we'd been playing for a, a week or so, and, you know, it's really working in now. You see. It's really, really you, you know what you're doing out there, and you really feel good, and, and uh, it's working great, and having what they always say in the theater, having fun with it, and so, so we really were, see, and there was a scene where, where Mephistopheles, or M, comes into the laboratory. Now, Dr. Faustus, in this particular play, was an ancient scientist. He was, of course, which is what he was in, in the original Goethe version, but uh, this Faustus, however, was a modern scientist, say something like Einstein or or uh, one of the one of the great old men of science, like Bertrand Russell or somebody. But you, it was it was Einstein, really, somebody like that. And uh, I crept into his his uh, laboratory. You see, he had made the bargain, and he decided uh, he's sitting there, and he's an old man, and he's he's worried about his the, the contribution he had made to the atomic bomb. When all of a sudden, I come running out just as he's about to commit suicide. I come running out of the audience. I say, wait a minute now, wait a minute here. And he looks up. Who are you? Who are you? And I said, well. It doesn't make any difference who I am. But uh, what you are about to do is pretty ridiculous. How would you like to do it all over again? I said, well, now, just a minute here now. Uh, I've been listening to you talk about all this stuff. you got this conscience, this stuff about how it, it bothers you that uh, you, you didn't do anything for mankind, you created the atom bomb, and you want to commit suicide because of Hiroshima and all that stuff, right? Yes, oh, I have done a terrible thing. Oh, I want to commit suicide. Right, wait a minute. Hold it. I'll tell you why you're bugged. Because never once in your entire life, not once, did you swing. 
Not once did you swing. What do you mean? What do you mean? So that's all right. Don't don't argue. You you you're only fooling yourself. You you're not even fooling yourself. You're not fooling me. I just know. I just know that you're a bug because you not not once did you swing. You didn't. Not once did you ever really get the bit and go, man. Not once. So now, all right. Now look, I can make it more fantastic for you than you could. I said, now look, old man, look me in the old eyeball. You know the wildest dreams that you've ever had in your life. What do you mean? The wildest dreams you've ever had in your life, I can make them come true in spades. In fact, stuff that you never even dreamed of. How about that? It doesn't make any difference. You just think about it. You just think about it. Well, it goes without question which way the decision went. And so, a few moments later, I am in the darkness of the laboratory. And this is the whole point of the story. I'm in the darkness of his laboratory, see, and he is, he is sitting there, and, and he's got this lab. You see, he's a scientist. So I go in there, and I says, let's see what you've got. Uh, dee, dee, dee. I'm walking around, and it's in the dark, and it's purple lights. Oh, I'm a fantastic devil, incidentally. And I'm walking around, da, 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 dee, dee. and they got the bottles, yeah. Ah, yes, I see you have a nightshade, deadly nightshade. <laughs> All right, now let's see. And I go over to the sink, and now they only see a little light flickering on my face. A purple light. That's it. I pour a little of the water into the... It bottles up. <laughs> and now there's a there's a purple cloud rising up into the light and with that I take a little of the salt it just it just suddenly occurred to me Tony just without any without any any uh, just occurred to me the devil, you know, see, this is the devil. The devil's got this stuff, see, and he's throwing it into the bottle, and it's boiling under the Bunsen burner. It goes higher and higher. And all of a sudden, I take a little of the salt, and without saying anything, I go, whoop, over the shoulder. <laughs> and the whole crowd suddenly busts up, realizing that even the devil is saying, even the devil is saying, you never can tell. There might be something after me. <laughs> so, uh, it's a very nervous business here. And uh, here, I would like to read to you a story. Uh, of course, everyone can tell about this, but this is the kind of thing that in 1963 continues to lurk in the just a little bit off stage in the wings there, where the lighting board is. Before we do that, Walt, please. Hit them with the Bwick spot. Bwick. One, two, that's it. Bwick. My old man for years called it Bwick. In fact, our whole neighborhood called it Bwick. Uh, here comes... Uh, here it is! Wildfire! Everybody, out of the rut. The 64 Buicks are here. Da, 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 the da, 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 new Buick one. Special, America's family fun car. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the new Buick Skylark, so very personal. <laughs> the new 64 LeSabre, full-size, full of action. Boom! Pow! Crash! The red-hot Buick Wildcat. Here he comes, he's behind us. Woo. The luxurious Electra 225 by Buick. Boom, boom! 
Mrs. Dora Monroe of Poi, CP, Wisconsin, and members of her family Friday awaited the return of an ancient patchwork quilt. They are sure the mysterious quilt will pass a test before an impartial board of six women and demonstrate that it has a heartbeat. That it has a heartbeat. Son. That it talks to people, heats up, tugs its way off a bed, and then by itself crawls under furniture and is watched over by a man who has no face. Mrs. Monroe, 61, who found the quilt in a box in the house she and her husband bought in 1955, was so certain that she begged out of the test. She said she suffers from a heart condition. A cousin in Oakland, California, now has the quilt. A psychologist at Marquette University who preferred to remain unidentified said he believed the entire affair was due to grope hysterical. So who's hysterical? asked Mrs. Nancy McHugh, Newspaper correspondent, Mrs. McHugh and five other ladies want to act as an impartial testing board. They've asked Mrs. Monroe to request her cousin to return the quilt by Air Express, and they will pay the charges. The ladies will gather at the home of Mrs. Arthur Fraser to hold a silent vigil over the mysterious patchwork quilt. The quilt's antics began six years ago when Mrs. Monroe's daughter, Mrs. Florence Delfoss, 33, said she was awakened by the tugging of the blanket. It reportedly cried out in a plaintive voice, Give me my Christmas quilt. Another member said the quilt then heated up and tried to crush her as she lay in bed. Another said that it floated in the air, and all said that the quilt in full view of every one of them, crawled off the bed and under the bedroom furniture. They could play tug-of-war with the quilt if they chose. Mrs. Monroe said her granddaughter's boyfriend took the quilt to his home at Wincon, Wisconsin. He said that sometime after midnight, the quilt began moving. He didn't believe the story at all, and suddenly the quilt began moving. It awakened him. He got out of bed, sat up in a chair, and watched as the quilt quietly straightened itself out and sat up in an L-shaped form. At that moment, he said there was a knock on his door. He answered it to see a man standing, wearing a farmer's hat, in the doorway, pouring rain, but with dry clothing. The boy said the man 
had no face, turned and walked off into the darkness without speaking. Yes. I am Mephistopheles. I offer you another chance. Another chance to do all of the things that you've always wanted to do in the deepest, innermost secret dreamings, in your tossings and turnings late at night, years and years and years ago. I offer you another chance. (laughs) It doesn't do you any good to lie, because you see, I know. It doesn't do you any good to protest. No, don't protest. Sit down, sit down. It's entirely up to you. If you don't wish to take advantage of my offer, why, I'll leave this house tonight and never return. It's entirely up to you. So don't get nervous. Just think about it, but think about what you're thinking Think about what you're turning down, man. What is life? Think of the things you've missed. Think of all those quiet evenings in spring and in summer with the smell of the forsythia coming in through those soft spring curtains. That's right. There, I'm glad. Now, here, just take this... Take this contract. We'll sign it. We'll need a little of your blood, of course. That's a hurt. You've spilled a lot of blood in your time. (laughs) There, there. Just sign your X down there at the bottom. Don't bother to read all the fine print. It's just routine, you know. Just standard clauses, subclauses. Standard union contracts. Sign your name. You'll be in good hands. We'll have more fun than you ever dreamed possible. I'll be back in just a few minutes with my materials. You just sit here and gather your wits together and decide what shoes you're going to wear to the big park. W.O.R. Radio, your station for news. Something old, something new. That's Joe Franklin's Memory Lane every weekday afternoon at 12.15 on Channel 9. You'll meet some of the best-loved personalities in show business, many bright new faces as well. Enjoy an hour with Joe Franklin, his old-time movies, nostalgic music, famous guests on Memory Lane, weekday afternoons at 12.15 on W.O.R. TV, Channel 9. Next, Long John Neville here on WORAM and FM, New York, at midnight. Ladies and gentlemen, because the following five-hour period has been set aside for necessary weekly maintenance of WORFM, we now conclude broadcasting activities until five o'clock this morning when we shall present the program Sunrise Serenade. The program Long John Neville, usually presented at this time, can be heard on... W-O-R-A-M at 710 on your radio dial. 
Frequency Modulation Station WORFM is owned and operated by RKO General Incorporated, with offices and studios located at 1440 Broadway in New York City, and additional studios in the Empire State Building at 350 Fifth Avenue here in Manhattan. WORFM broadcasts at an assigned frequency of 98.7 megacycles, with transmitting facilities high atop the Empire State Building. During the time we are on the air, WORFM carries the scheduled programs of WORAM. Now, in behalf of the management and staff of WORFM, this is Carl Warren bidding each and every one of you a very good night and a good morning. Now, our national anthem. <laughs> 